A new DeAndre Ayton interview. What's in store come next summer for him? What could the Suns do on the trade market to address their thinning depth? And what's the lookout for the rest of the season? What does this team want to and need to accomplish as we finish out the regular season here? All of that coming up with Dwayne Rankin of the Arizona Republic on Locked on Suns. Network, your team every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Brendan Clean, covering the Suns the past five seasons as a credentialed media member. Thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen every single day. Subscribe here on YouTube or on any podcast platform that you love to listen on. That's the best way to support the show, and you're already doing it, so congratulations. You can follow us at Locked On PHX Suns on Twitter. Follow me at BrendanClean14 to keep up every single day here with the show. Dwayne Rankin, Suns beat writer at the Arizona Republic at AZ Central, is our guest today. Dwayne, how are you enjoying this? Uh, you had a, you had a week or so of no games and I made you come on a podcast, but but I do appreciate it. How are you enjoying the week at home? Well, I mean, I, <laughs> I've worked the last two nights, so it's not like you know, I haven't done anything. Um, I, have a, I, wrote a, I wrote a story each of the last two nights. It hasn't been a full day of work, but I don't really know what to say to it. I mean, you know, once you're in season, it's you're in season. So there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no well, maybe there's no, maybe, uh, nah, you're, it, it's, it's straight ahead. So, so, uh, nah, good day so far. We'll, we'll see how it ends up. Cool. Cool. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> You and I were talking just before that this DeAndre Ayton interview with Mark Spears over at the Undefeated, which is where we will start here. Um, you know, it it's the first time I think that we've seen an extended interview with DeAndre Ayton about the contract negotiations and sort of his mindset a few now weeks and months into the season. It's not like he, you know, burned any new ground with what he said. It didn't didn't really jump out in particular, but I did have one quote that I think encapsulated a lot of his, his, uh, his perspective. And you pointed out too the, the, the point at the very end of the story that he makes about wanting to be in that all defense conversation in that defensive player of the year conversation, wanting to make an all-star team. That's, you know, a, a pretty firm goal that he's setting for himself, but here's what he said too. He said, Quote, you had the time to do the negotiations. You had a deadline. It didn't work out. Boom, bada, bing. You still got to work. You still got to play in between the lines. Still got to make sure this dude don't dunk on me, score on me, or do something to win the game. Still got to do that. And that's just my competitive spirit. So I think that's a good place to jump in on DeAndre, a guy that you and I always seem to come back to when I bring you on the show. But uh, a player who had a lot riding on him this season, had an uneven start, had the injury right off the bat, and then has put together more consistent play, more recognizable DeAndre Ayton types of performances. What have you made of his season so far and just sort of his attitude day to day? Because that was a big, you know, big storyline heading in. Well, considering he didn't get the deal, get a deal, period, uh, he's 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 played well. Uh, yeah, you, you can't just erase that from your mind. I mean, I, I don't care what you say. Uh you know, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean that and that was that was on the tape. Sure. You know, we're talking about 
a max extension. We're talking about $172 million. And then you don't get anything. And then, you know, other guys are getting them. Luca, uh, Trey, uh, you know, Gildress Alexander, you know, Michael Porter Jr. I mean, it, I mean, it just and guys were getting deals. Mikhail got gets a deal. I mean, it's just like Shamit, yeah, over and over. Yeah, Sham. I mean, like a whole bunch of guys got deals. And Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, it just you, the list just went on and on for him not to be on it. You know, that 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 that, that that's tugging at the ego. But I think that the way he's played here of late, um, you know, he's he's put up numbers. The thing I that was always struck that I was always struck by was hearing Monty Williams before the season saying, "Well, you know, we need a third score. Uh, is it going to be Mikael? Is it going to be?" And I'm going, "What are we talking about? Like your third score should be DeAndre Eight. Truth be told, your second score should be DeAndre Eight, and that's what it's evolved into right now. I think he's I think he's second on the team in scoring. So I mean that that's where he should be. So you know you know, and I think that." He has been able to essentially uh, have more positive moments than those. What the hell was that moments? And and he he's played well here. Although I did have uh, it, there was a red flag that he only got six rebounds at, at Golden State, and Kevon Looney got six rebounds in fifteen minutes, and Aiden played thirty two. And that, that can't happen. Like I get it. It's a back to back. You won so many games in a row. Yeah. But the consistency part, if the Warriors and Suns end up meeting in the playoffs, that's got to be their advantage. Aiden on the glass. Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't force himself to make that happen. But uh, you know, he he's played well and and and, and he he's he's obviously someone that he's doing different stuff, short roll. Uh, you know, he's sealing more when he gets in the paint. He just, you know, he's like, hey, throw it. Yeah. As opposed to drifting you know the one side or to the other uh the crazy thing about him that he's not going to be perfect he's not going to meet everybody's standard because we all have a tremendously high standard for him sure being number one pick and the talent so but as far as how he's working right now with the group uh he's played well he's had he's had a solid solid year and but that contract it's on the brain there's sure. no there's no other way around it in my opinion. Exactly. I mean, and, and whether it's on his brain or not, uh, there's some folks in, named reporters who probably won't let him forget about it because it is just such a big storyline. I mean, it matters a lot to what the future of this team is going to look like, what right. what what plays out with him in his negotiations. So it, it's 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 bound to be there. And there's going to be games like you said. I mean, there's going to be games in this playoff streak that they're down that, that that they're bound to to have this season that will look like that game 3 against the Clippers on the road where Aiton had a 2020 right. game or whatever it was and they right. needed each and every one of those points and rebounds because I think that game ended like 86-83 or whatever it was right. so right. his values is clear uh, has anything though changed to you in terms of how either side is going to view his free agency next summer through 25 or so of these games now? Not, 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 not right now. I think it's too early in the season, but he's setting the the foundation for, okay, this is what I want to be. This is what I'm trying to be. And he knows that the team needs him. It's not like they don't need him. He knows that. 
So, so he's setting the, the foundation for what he expects out of himself. But I think JaVale McGee having him has really helped him because Aiden can be more aggressive. He knows he gets in foul trouble. JaVale comes in and can give him, get it going, uh, you know, as far as uh, rebounds and tip-ins and putbacks and things of that nature. So I think that having JaVale is helping him and JaVale has talked with him off the court and, and trying to keep, keep his mind focused and keep his mind right. JaVale keeps saying, well, he's young, he's young, he's young. Well, yes, to him, 13 years in the league, he's young. So he's, he's being yeah. this sort of role model, being sort of this role model person, not sort of a role model for, for DeAndre Ayton and someone that can play. Like he's had guys behind him that have tried to do that, but they didn't. They 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 weren't impacting the, the team the way he the way Javale is. So you know it's like there's a standard. Okay, Aiden, you know if you don't play at a certain level, they're gonna be like, all right, well look at Javale. You know, so that's yeah. affecting your contract. Sure. You know what I mean? So so he 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 understands all of that. So I'm, I, I think a lot is trending upward with him. Uh, but it's about consistency. I mean, it's like obviously you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't do enough for them to give you the max extension. Yeah. So yeah. what are what are you going to do to ins- to ensure that when the, when you start negotiating again that you get the kind of money that you want that you change their mind, right? I mean, well, that's his case. Right. His case is always, I think, was always going to be about like you said, consistency and sacrifice, right? I mean, because he's not getting the opportunities to necessarily put up numbers or to uh, even really like develop some of the weaker parts of his game. That's just not in the cards for him. So he has to execute what he's being asked to do at the highest possible level. That's why I read that quote. It, It kind of speaks to that mindset and him thinking about it the same way that I think a lot of fans are, which is what else can I do but what's in front of me? And and I'm doing that. And so you know, we'll see what that ultimately leads to. But everybody should go check out that piece over at the Undefeated by Mark Spears. Uh, gives us a lot of insight into DeAndre's mindset here. We'll get into next something I've been talking about quite a bit. We're about a week away now from the Suns having the opportunity to trade for players. Most of the NBA who signed deals this past year become available to be dealt on December 15th. That's one week away. And I'll tell you why I think. We uh, probably could be in for seeing a move by this team sooner rather than later. First, though, I want to tell you about Shopify. Shopify is the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses only so that upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online, and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale. They reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations, and it allows you to gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and more. So go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA, all lowercase. Make sure all one word, of course, as well for a free 14-day trial to get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash LockedOnNBA right now. That's Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA. Today's show also brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? Well, of course, it's a business scam. That's 
pretty clear. So don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill and take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or simply just forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. And because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill flips that script. They make it really easy. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel those unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. Plus, your Truebill concierge is there when you need them. Able to identify the ones that you don't need or maybe aren't looking at or using very often and sub- and cancel those subscriptions on their own automatically without you having to go in and do anything. Truebill has over 2 million users and has saved them over $100 million. So don't fall for a subscription scam. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. December 15th, as I said, is when most NBA players around the league become available who were signed this past year, which really signals, Dwayne, the opening of open season for deals around this league from December 15th through the trade deadline is really when we see things happen. I don't think there's been a single trade yet. That doesn't tend to be the case. So the Suns, obviously, with Abdul Nader, Frank Kaminsky down, Devin Booker for now also down. They've been playing a two-way guy. They've been playing their third point guard. We've been seeing this team really have to dip into it. So let's start with the injuries. What what is your understanding of the status of Nader and Kaminsky as things currently stand here on December 8th? Nader is, um, I mean, they're calling it knee management, but it's a, that's a lot of management. You know, he's been out for a while. Yep. I mean, like, like it's just like. Coming up on 10 games, I, mean, I think, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like there's a dude going to play again. So when you hear what you're talking about, yeah, you're like, what's up with that? And then Frank, you know, he's been making progress in terms of now he's back on the court. He wasn't on the court before. And that's what I mean. Like, Nader hasn't even been on the court, at least from the viewing that we get. And then, but Frank is getting on there at the end. Yeah. Where he's like, you know, he's balancing on one leg and he's trying to stabilize. He has to see how the knee's reacting. And so it looks like that he's on the, he's on the track of, of trying to get back. Whereas Nader, they just didn't put him on ice. So that that just we can read into it, but it, it, it sounds like I, I just that's not a good look in terms of someone that if you're managing something, that's not an injury. Yeah, that so, sounds like rest it, or rehab right, or right. whatever. Not you know, I might have surgery or whatever. I don't know. Right, I don't right, know. Right, right, right. Yeah, you don't it's miss weird. that many games just for managing something, at least. Right. typically right and and considering right. the injury that he had last year I think that's probably part of why it's fair to wonder what's going on he had a knee injury last year he's been a player who throughout his career has been plagued by injuries, injuries <coughs> yeah. excuse me and uh the most pressing thing to me with Nader specifically is he is he's actually part I mean he was part of the rotation right away right I mean Kaminsky played right. because Aiton was out and then he played really well, so he, he got some minutes even after Aiton came back. But he wasn't expected to, to be part of this, and Nader right. was, right? And so uh, that coupled with the fact that the Suns seemed dead set on not playing Jalen Smith ever again, um, right. I, it leads me to believe, like I said going into this, that 
I think we could see the Suns poke around maybe a little bit earlier than we expected and, and not necessarily wait all the way until the deadline, which is last year when they, they got Torrey Craig in the week leading up to the deadline. This year, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily know if there's a, a deal-specific type of deal that makes sense, but I just know this roster is not going to hold up playing this way if they want to keep pace with the, the Warriors and the Jazz and, you know... Um, get better eventually too. So what, what do you, does that, does that jive with what you think? Do you think we, we might see the Suns sniff around a little bit sooner than they did last year? And uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, James is all, James is always sniffing. Sure. I mean, he's always looking for a deal. Always. It's like a, it's like a constant with him. So um, look, man, the, the Jalen Smith thing is, is, is truly fascinating to me because Ish Wainwright, God bless him. I, I got a lot of respect for a guy that went overseas, a football player, and he's come and he and when he's out there, he don't look lost. You know, like he like there's plays that he just you know he hasn't made because you know there's just there's just a better you know, a guy has a better understanding of the game than him. But as far as where he's supposed to be on the floor, like he, he's pretty much been in the spots he's supposed to be and like yeah. you're not watching and going what the hell is he exactly. doing exactly you know and he wouldn't be you know, playing not, if that's if that was the case right. right yeah right right so you're like looking at that and you're going I mean Monty Williams even said that I asked him as what was the plan for two-way players going in he was like never to use them like he's like he wasn't even not what he even wants to do so yeah. that just shows you okay well if you're not if this is something you didn't want to do from the jump street and now you're doing it but yet you're not playing you know, your 10th overall pick. I mean, it just, that, that's, this is, I'm literally watching and I'm just like, you know, Frank's out, you know, like you're just playing two bigs basically. Mm -hmm. And you're not finding any, any opportunity for him until. And Monty likes to play big is the, you know what I mean? Right, right. If if there was any excuse to do it, you'd think he'd be jumping on it and he's not. Yeah. I mean, they're like, I mean, it's like you're waiting like to the game is over. Like they're down, like they're up like big Mm -hmm. or they're down big case of Golden State and you put him in the game. So look, man, the thing about that conversation that, you know, James and Monty are having, Monty likes consistency. He doesn't like to shake it up. Like he likes to, to see the same faces every day doing this. And he's and he's and he's about that. Well, we can we'll hang in there. We, you know, we got injuries, but I liked our group. I like our team. I love our team. Whereas James is like, look, man, I'm, I'm trying to get better. You know, not saying Monty isn't, because he is, but James look at the roster and goes, you know what? Okay, but we could add this and we could add that and we could be better. So the Tory Craig, God, you, you you look at that and go, you put Tory Craig on this team, they're not even thinking about doing a deal. Like mm-hmm. he 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 he's covering all these bases that we're talking about. This this sure. this three this this ish playing and 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 Alfred Payton seeing a three guard look. They're not even a conversation. It's like. It's Tory Craig handling all these responsibilities. So, uh, and then if you do trade, then it then it then 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 it's looking like, well, you're twenty and four. Why you trade? So, sure, sure. I I I, I think that 
I'm, I'm like you. I, I wouldn't be surprised if a deal was made because I think that they know that, you know, it's championship or bust. And if they look at their roster, they got to be thinking, we, you know, even, even, if, even if you get all the guys back healthy, which obviously includes Devin Booker, yeah. even if you get all the guys back, you still got an issue, you know, as far as that third, that, 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 that three man, you know, coming off the bench, yes. you know, and that was the road of Tory Craig. Craig Hill. Even even if everybody's back, you still got an issue there, and that's a huge position in the league. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is Nader prior to the injury? It's not as if he was lighting the world on fire, right? He clearly right. was struggling. He did not look like by the end of the regular season last year. I was actually kind of impressed and ab- and kind of thought we maybe should see more of him. Then he gets the injury, unfortunately. Before I I didn't know if it was because he was still feeling that coming into this season, if it's just one of those things where throughout his career he's just never been able to get into that rhythm because he keeps being hampered by either no playing time or injuries. But it's not like you would have trusted that spot in the rotation with Nader. Now you don't even have him. So that's why I keep thinking that they might need to do something. The other part of the rotation that I've been curious and a little worried by if I'm the Suns is Cameron Payne, who hasn't been quite as good as I think we maybe all expected. Definitely did not look like the the type of guy we were seeing in the playoffs. So I want to hit on him. First, though, I want to tell you guys about Stance, a new sponsor of today's show. Stance is everybody's favorite apparel company. Frankly, if you're an NBA fan, they make most of the cool socks and shirts and shorts that you might have taken advantage of as a Suns fan, right. as an NBA fan. They, the, uh, what is it, Larry Bird, they got Charles Barkley, the the ones with the, the person up on the top of them. Those have been a favorite. Right. Uh, Stance is wonderful. They are, they have been, they were founded in 2009 and they are a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Not only NBA, they also have partnered with the MLB, although the Diamondbacks are unfortunately not good enough to get in on any of that. Harry Potter, Batman, Star Wars, Disney, Marvel. If you love something, Stance has something for you to wear to rep that and love it and feel comfy all at the same time. Their socks are as cushy as any that I've ever tried. I have a couple pairs that are just regular standard NBA because they feel good with sneakers. They're nice, but they don't take up so much room. There's some of these socks that are so thick, they take up like half a size when you try to put them on. Stance doesn't do that. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than just fitting in, that those who feel good do good. So go see for yourself. Register for an account at Stance, (coughs) S-T-A-N-C-E.com and get 15% off your first purchase. That's Stance.com, promo code locked on to get 15% off your first purchase. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Cameron Payne this year, Dwayne. Uh, I I don't want to be too harsh. It's one of the things that happens when a team becomes really good is you start to pick nits. And right. it's not to say that I'm going to come call out Cameron Payne and say he's been a bad player. That, that would be kind of right. ridiculous. But he shot 48% from the field last year. He's at 38%. 
this year. His assists are down. His three-point shooting, I think maybe most importantly, that more importantly than anything else, is down. And that's something that he just needs to do. That's something every every Suns guy needs to do. So Right, you got to knock him down. Got to knock those shots down. And, and like you pointed out, too, in the last segment, is he's been playing with these other guards. So as they figure out how to balance that workload a little bit, if you don't have the ball, then you have to be able to hit that shot when you get the ball. So what have you made of Payne's season? What what do you think explains maybe his struggles? Is it just random? It's just the first bit of the year and let's wait it out. What, where, where's your perspective on it? Well, remember he had the injury early and he, he he's had that where he's had like injuries. Like he had an injury stretch last year. I, I think it was like on a road trip, if I'm not mistaken. But injuries is part of it, I feel. But it's, 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 again, it's, this is what people don't seem to understand when you're now covering a team that has championship aspirations. Your expectations for that team grows up, goes up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, but you, what, 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 what was okay when they were 500 is not okay anymore. You know, like, because now it's like stakes are higher. And now that you, you've established who you are and we've seen, who you are at your best, then it becomes, you don't have to do 27 like you did against against the Clippers in the playoffs, but you can't do three of 17 shooting like he did the other night. You're sitting there going, what is this? You're like, what, what is he doing? And then even the game before that, like he had 18 and he played well. I think it was against Detroit in that first half, like he had it going. Yep. And then in the second half, you were like, where is it? You know, what happened? He had four turnovers in that game. So you're just it's it's the consistency hasn't been there. Now he's now he was now he was like, he was sick, I think, going into the Detroit game. One of those recent games he was sick. Yes. Yeah. Mine didn't think he would even be available to go. So he's had some things like that going on, but the Shamit now Sham is just pulling shots. Like, like he's being ultra, like, yeah, like. When he get it, it's going up, you know. Particularly if it's if it's if he's running and just you know pulling up and taking those shots. So how they're working him and Payne, and then you know when they go three guard, how that looks, and then again, it's all looking different without Devin. Yeah, like 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 it's all looking different. So when Devin comes back, then maybe you'll see Cam get back into a, a different mode uh, or different way of playing because you know Chris comes out and then Cam's playing with Devin yeah now Cam is playing with Shaman so it's just a different different dynamic but he's he he, the numbers clearly say he isn't performing the way he did last year I mean for a point guard to shoot 48 percent that means that he was getting to the basket he was finishing at the rim yep and he was knocking down a high clip from three. And not taking and bad not, shots, you know, too, right? Not taking bad shots. And now you you some of the shots you go, Yeah, what was that? Yeah. Like why 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 did why did he shoot that one? Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, you get what's crazy about this season is that, for example, you're looking at you just talked about campaign and, and Cameron Payne, but then you're looking at Cam Johnson and you're just like Wow, he's he's growing. You know what I mean? Like he's doing things that he didn't do last year. Like like he had like a dribble drive and threw it in the uh, McGee for a dunk. He wasn't doing that last year. 
-hmm. like to actually be dribbling the ball and then make a play for somebody else, Mm -hmm. that wasn't in his bag. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, he just wasn't doing that. Some of those finishes that he had uh, against the Spurs just – you know, get into the getting to the line and just going up strong for a yeah. layup. Like it seems simple, but for a pure, you know, shooter only to start doing that stuff, you're like, oh, something's there. Yeah. Right. Right. So you're seeing him growing on one end and then you're seeing pain on the other. I'm not I'm not comparing it to the point I'm getting at is, is that that with pain, his role is so big because he has to when Chris comes out. I mean, it just looks different. Yeah. And he has to he, he he doesn't have to be Chris Paul, but he's gotta be able to shoot at a at a higher clip than what he's shooting because if he's missing, that means you're taking shots away from Aiden, sure. you're taking shots away from Bridges, you're taking shots like if he's taking 17 shots, only making three, that means that somebody else <laughs> yeah. didn't yeah. hardly get it, didn't get any shots. Yeah. And that's the thing so, when a team is so balanced the way that they are is that's why I pointed out the no bad shots thing is there's such a pressure with how they're playing and how they want to play to get that best shot every single time. Because if it's not going to be toss it into book in the post and let him let him go to work, then it has ISO, to be right. every single possession we're going to get the best shot. Chris does that, right? right? You trust most right. 99% of the time when Chris crosses half court, the shot that's going to go up is going to be pretty damn good. And it's not always the case when Payne's in there and they, they play a little faster and it does feel a little more right. loose, which can be to their advantage. I think your point about Book, though, is is a good one. Um, and you're also right to point out five games missed earlier in the season with the hamstring injury, just to, to get that out too. But with right. Book, that, that game that we all remember from the conference finals when Chris was out, Book had a triple-double in that game, right? So right. Right. he had those assists and the ball that that balance was a little bit better. So I do think there's something to the idea that Shamit is not quite the same type of ball handler. And when those two share the floor, there is a little bit more pressure on pain to set the table for guys. Whereas last season, a lot of Payne's minutes would come with Booker and Paul staggered and Booker would be out there most of the time. And then it would be Chris playing with the backups, whether that's, Craig or Cam or whoever, and so right. I, I and Dario, who's a, who's another guy who can pass, and Payne didn't need to be out there quite as much, and and so and and that's something Monty's talked about too, right? Is the chemistry that Payne and Sharich had last year got really good, right. and so not right. having that now again, that's another level to hey Cam, the ball's going to be in your hands first and foremost, hands, right. but right. all of this brings us to this question I wanted to close on which is something that I started to think about as those Warriors games were coming up and I had a hunch the, the streak would end, is to do that at the beginning of the season with so much time left, and we talked about some of the trades and, and you know Aiton and what he has to prove, and there's obviously some individual growth we want to see and, and this team wants to see from these guys, but what, is, what do you think their approach is going to be? What does this rest of the season mean? What do they want to do? What do they want to right. prove or accomplish as they get to right. what you said is obviously the ultimate goal, which is to get that ring that they couldn't get last year. It's when you start off as well as they did, they remind me of Utah last year. Yeah. Utah started out so hot. They had long winning streaks and then it became, well, you know, let's, 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 let's just stay consistent. Let's just, there was no buildup. 
to it, whereas I thought the Suns, they started slow. They were eight and eight, and then they started to build up. So when you when you go from to 60, yeah. okay, now it becomes, all right, what else is there on the table? I mean, you want to keep winning, but you also know that the odds of you going on a run like that again are slim. You know, it's no not not that not that they can't, but the odds are you going on eighteen, going on another eighteen game winning streak or sixteen or whatever. It just it just doesn't seem likely, especially if injuries are going to be remain an issue with guys being out. Um, I, I think that looking at them, you want to be obviously a one or two seed. Mm-hmm. I don't think you want to be obviously a three or a four or whatever, but. To me, I look at the West and I'm sorry, outside of Yeah, it's bleak. <laughs> it's bleak, really. Yeah, I mean, like Golden State, people, you know, Utah, and, and yeah, the Phoenix, and that's it. Right. right. Yeah. That's it. I mean, and there's no disrespect to these other teams, but the West has always has of the last what 10 whatever years, that's been the strength of the league. And now it's, it's basically the East. Yeah. So it's like you know, these challenges that they're going to have, I, I think you're going to see situations where, you know, when they play a certain team, they'll play sure. a certain way. Um, you know, Monty's challenge is to get them to play a certain way every night. Yeah. And I just don't know if that is possible considering, A, the way they started, and B, now it's like, well, you know, we're looking at the rest of the West and we're going, okay, like when they play Utah, they'll get up for that. Play the Lakers, they'll get up for that. Sure. Golden State, they'll get up for that. But when they're playing, you know, and you know the Rockets have been on a little streak here as of late. But when they're playing the Rockets or someone like that, even San Antonio, they they, they knew good and well that the Spurs match up with them well. Sure. But yet they let a sixteen point lead just go. Well, that, they just let yeah. it go. That's exactly what I, what I was going to say, maybe to wrap us up here, is those checkpoint games, I mean, Christmas is an obvious one against Golden State again. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. they haven't played the Jazz yet. They haven't played the Bucks again. I think they have a, a nas- couple national TV games against Milwaukee. Like, those games matter. They give you film. They give you experience. They give you a, a prove-it opportunity, right? But I also feel like, they got to just blow out some teams. They they literally, I don't think you can point to one game except for that Lakers game the first week of the year where you really were able to like really rest guys and just cruise. Memphis. Memphis. Memphis, Memphis yes. Memphis game too, right? so, th- so those two, but like you're saying that they played Houston, they played Detroit, they played San Antonio, and they haven't been able to just sit Chris Paul in the, thir- in the fourth quarter. Right, or right. Just you know, whatever. And so I think that that has to be part of it because like, I know Monty, the last thing he likes to talk about is rest and injuries and health and minutes, right, right, right. but it he's, matters. He's old school. It, it matters, does yeah. matter. I mean, Mikhail Bridges playing 40 minutes a night. Like you do not see that in the NBA. And so if the other 29 teams are doing something, I lean toward, it's probably the smart way to approach it. So I do think that has to start to play a factor, and you just you gotta you gotta get up and, and run those teams out of your building at a, at a certain point. So uh, that that's probably something, and we really haven't seen like a a long East Coast road trip that that will come up. Uh, there will just there will be that's those checkpoints, month, yeah. and and we'll see how they handle them. But 
it's so weird to have that happen right away, right from the jump, this big streak. And it's kind of like you look down the barrel of 60 games and you're like, what do we do? But uh, that'll wrap us up for the day, guys. We have uh, a check-in on the rest of the Western Conference to pick up right where we're leaving off. That'll be tomorrow's show as we wait until Boston on Friday on ESPN. Enjoy your day, folks. You can read Dwayne at, Arizona, at the Arizona Republic at AZ Central Sports, and we will be back tomorrow.